Hello, 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 and welcome to the Flow and Flourish podcast. I am your host, Capacity Coach Nicole Roan, and I am so excited that you have decided to join me today. We are going to have a really great conversation about taking your own advice. But before we jump into that, if this is your very first time here, I want you to know that this is a community and a safe space where we talk openly and honestly about the struggles and challenges that may come up because we have so many different competing priorities on our plates. In this space and throughout the episodes, I am providing you with tips on how to create balance between your personal and professional life and using real life examples from my own experience so that you know that you are not alone. Part of what I've shared in various communities and at the beginning of this podcast is how and why I ended up in this space. And it's because after being in the corporate space and specifically human resources for over a decade, I realized that after sitting eyeball to eyeball with people coming in talking about promotions and how to create balance really between what was going on at home and what was at work, more often than not, Most of the things we were talking about were personal and it was showing up in their ability to function on a professional level. So here again, I give you all the tools and resources that I've used with my clients on how to create that balance between your life personally and professionally and essentially help you to increase your capacity, which is going to allow you to flow effortlessly between your personal and professional life. Before I get into all of this, I'm going to do what I normally do and I guess rant a little bit. Maybe it's not a rant, but just say, I cannot believe that it is November. Like, where did time go? I feel like just a few short weeks ago, I was talking to you guys about what we were planning on doing for Thanksgiving and now Christmas is upon us and my birthday is upon us. It's not till January, but still. It's coming really, really close. And on top of that, I just recently finished a program called Purpose to Platform where I graduated, you guys, and I'm so excited because this program is so bomb and you'll hear me talk about it a lot because it's literally changed my life. I have built some friendships and sisterhoods that I am so grateful for. And a handful of them will actually be on the podcast and on some of my Flow Fridays live. So make sure that you tune into that. But again, as we broach the last, what, eight weeks of 2020, I want to make sure that you are positioning yourself to hit the goals that you set out to accomplish at the beginning of the year and really thinking about what you're trying to accomplish in 2021. Now, knowing that COVID has really slapped us all upside the head, that doesn't mean that you have to stop or not still have some desire to achieve some goals. And I want to let you know that I'm going to be opening up my coaching program soon to help those of you who want to work more closely with me in a group setting to really create that balance between your personal and professional life. So I'm going to sit that right there. And then I'm going to go ahead and talk about why it is that we are unable to take our own advice. Now, the first reason that I have come up with is more so along fear and being a definition girl. What I found on dictionary.com is that 
Fear in the verb tense is to feel apprehensive or uneasy. So think about this. When you are giving somebody some advice, let's use your best friend, for example. I know as a coach and as a mom, as a sister, as a wife, as a friend, I frequently find myself in positions where I am giving advice. And in one area in particular I talk a lot about is self-care. So for example, you have a best friend who you see is managing all these different hats and you notice that she's worn out, she's stressed out, she's anxious. So you recommend to her to practice some self-care, to put some routines in place, to do all of those different things that you know are going to allow her to show up in excellence in all the many roles and hats that she wears. If you then take that and apply that to yourself, sometimes it's difficult to do because of fear. And I like to look at this from three different lenses, especially because these are things that I have battled that sometimes, if I'm being honest, I still battle. And so those three different lenses are the fear of failure, the fear of success, and the fear of perfectionism. So starting with fear of failure, you might say to yourself, it's all good for me to tell my best friend that she needs to practice self-care or it's all good that I need to tell my clients or that I do tell my clients that they should practice self-care and do all the things to create balance between their personal and professional life. But then when it comes to applying them to yourself, you might have the mindset of, well, that might work for her, but it's not going to work for me. And so you already write it off before you try to implement it because you feel like deep down inside, you're going to fail at it for whatever reason. It could be that you may not have the support that you need. Let's say the time that you dedicate or decide that you're going to dedicate to more self-care is at the same time that you need to be dropping your son or daughter off, or it's at the same time that you have scheduled as date night with your spouse. So from that respect, you're already thinking, I'm not even going to do this because I'm going to fail at it because of that. And if you look at this from a professional standpoint, if you think about failure or fear of failure, I should say, have you ever wanted to apply for a job, but you were afraid that there were other people that were more qualified than you? Or maybe you even talked yourself out of that next level position because you felt like you didn't have enough experience or that you might just be passed over for whatever reason. But if you think about it, if your friend or a client or a family member were to tell you that they were looking to get promoted or they were looking to try out a job in a new industry, chances are you're going to encourage them and say, you got this. Don't worry about it. You're going to help them explore the reasons as to why they should go for it. So how come we can't do that for ourselves? The other area that I talked about is the fear of success. And y'all, that's a real thing. I'm more than happy to use myself as an example here because this is something that I have battled and I still continue to battle. Even when I started this podcast, I was like, well, What if I'm like a one-hit wonder? Like it's a really good couple of shows and then everything just falls off after that. Am I gonna be able to maintain that same level of success? In addition to that, I also was thinking, 
when this blows up and I'm making millions of dollars, I don't want to leave my family behind. It might sound crazy, but I can't tell you how many times I've stopped what I was doing because I was afraid of the success. I was afraid of the backlash from the people that were closest to me. I didn't want to outgrow friendships. I didn't want to outpace my husband, especially as a breadwinner. So there were so many different things that have gone into the different moves that I've made. But I can tell you from personal experience that fear of success is a real one. And then the third one I mentioned is the fear of perfectionism. And I'll tell you all day that I am a recovering perfectionist. So if you are with me on that, I need you to understand that I know you like things done a certain way. I know you want all the T's to be crossed. I know you want all the I's to be dotted. You want it to look a certain way, whatever it is that that may be. But don't let that stop you. You can't let that stop you. Again, from my own personal experience with this thing called perfectionism, let's go back to the example of self-care for your best friend, right? So you may tell your best friend, and similar to what I tell clients and friends and family, how important it is to have a morning routine. And so for me, what I found is that if I woke up late or if my son woke up at the same time, if I didn't get a chance to do the things that I would normally do, I'd have to do all five things in order. And if one of those things were off, I would just throw it all out the window. Like, you know what? Nope, not today. I'm not doing the routine today because I couldn't meditate for 10 minutes or I couldn't journal for 15 like I planned instead of just doing what I can in that moment. So being a perfectionist can rob you from so much progress and so much joy if you allow it to. So if you're part of the struggle gang, I want to encourage you again that you're not by yourself, but you can't let that fear of having to have something just so perfect stop you from doing what you know is best, especially when it comes to taking your own advice. Okay, I talked a lot about Fear. So I want to talk a little bit about the couple of other areas that I found or the reasons why we tend to not take our own advice. The second one I came across was because of the people we love. So yes, that heart flow pillar. And I talked about this a little bit earlier in terms of not really wanting to leave people behind. And so if you have not listened to the heart flow pillar, I really advise you and encourage you to go back and listen to that because it talks all about this in essence of how what we do, the choices we make, how we move, the money we spend, a lot of that is tied to our heart flow and the people who pull on our heartstrings. In this instance, if you were to take your own advice about, let's say, leaving an unhealthy relationship, I know we've all had conversations with our friends about, girl, you know, he ain't no good. If it was me, I would X, Y, and Z. But when you then attempt to apply that to your own situation, sometimes we can stop because we know that we may have friends or family that may not really support us in what it is that we're trying to do. Again, using myself as an example, When my husband and I were separated, I had quite a few people tell me, well, you're lucky that you have a husband that works or it can't really be that bad. I dealt with worse, like coming from friends and family members. You can't quantify what I'm going through 
just because you see something on the outside. So that did keep me for a while from not only sharing about what was going on, but also taking any sort of action because I didn't want to deal with what the people that I loved most had to say about what was going on in my household. And this was even true from a professional standpoint of when I landed my first six-figure opportunity. I really didn't want anybody to feel like I was better than them because I was making more money. I didn't want to make anybody else uncomfortable. So I was hesitant. Now, did I take it? Yeah, I did. (laughs) But it was hard because I felt like I had to be super secretive about my finances. Because I didn't want the judgment that came along with it. Like, oh, you make X, Y, and Z, you can afford to do this. Or you make X, Y, and Z, but why don't you have this kind of car? Why don't you have this kind of bag? Like all of that that came with it. I just, I wasn't for it. Now, another reason why it's really difficult for us, and myself included, to take our own advice is because a lot of us are real good at being selfless, but we struggle with self-reflection. And this is what I like to refer to as the being busy syndrome. You know what I'm talking about. Those of us who like to be busy just for the sake of being busy or because somehow we feel like the busier we are, the more important we are, or we base our worth and self-esteem on how busy we are, right? What I found is that more times than not, Being busy is a coping mechanism and it's a distraction to keep you from really thinking about what you have going on in your life. So if this is something that you see as a pattern or something that you've used before to really cope and to get through things, you want to make sure that you nip this in the bud. I'm telling you, I still sometimes have a really difficult time sitting with and being by myself because I'm not used to it. I've created this pattern of being so busy all the time or that when I'm still, it feels awkward. Even though I need rest, even though I need a break, even though, even though, and even though. So I've had to get comfortable being uncomfortable sitting with myself because that rest and that refreshment and all of that makes a really big difference and impacts my ability to really show up in excellence in the different areas of my own life. And it also increases my capacity to do so in a sustainable manner. So over long periods of time, like you can't always run on E. You know that, right? I just want to make sure. Similar to the being busy for the sake of being busy syndrome, we have what I like to call the caretaker syndrome. And this is a huge reason why many of us do not follow our own advice. And when I say caretaker, I mean it from the sense of you make everybody else's problem or business your business or problem. How many of us has done that? Hand up, right? My hand is in the air and I'm waving it because I've been there. For me, it was a whole lot easier to fix other people's problems than to face my own. And then it also made me feel really good to be needed and to be wanted and to create these solutions. But it was draining me. And when you do that, when you focus on other people's issues, it really does prevent you from taking the time that you need to develop a plan or develop a strategy and just say, hey, you know what? Something's not right here. I'm out of flow. 
you're doing yourself a disservice if you're constantly being a caretaker, which avoids you being able to take your own advice. Now that I've given you a handful of reasons as to why we typically do not take our own advice, I want to shift into the solution piece and focus on how we can change that. So the first way to do that is to really get to the root of why you are avoiding taking your own advice. Is it because you're running from yourself? Do you genuinely like helping people and you just don't know when to stop? Is there a specific area of advice that you don't want to follow? Or is it that you might need help to battle something that you're dealing with and you don't want to ask? I was the queen of running from myself. So I can tell you right now, if that's you, it's not a good look, sis. You got to come to terms eventually with what it is that's going on inside of you. Because if you don't, you will find yourself in somebody's hospital. And that's not what you want. I know it's not what you want. You cannot run from yourself forever. And even if this is coming from a place of where you genuinely do enjoy and like helping people, you got to stop and think, are you doing this, but at a detriment to yourself? Are you putting yourself last and putting what everybody else needs first? You got to think about that. So I want you to be able to take some time and think about why you are not able to really take your own advice. Now, if your why is because you need some help and you don't know where to start, hello, I'm here, reach out. I always tell everybody, if I don't know the answer, I'm gonna put you in touch with the next best person or the person that can help you. So you have to start somewhere. I want you to really think about what it is that you need And let's get you squared away before 2020 ends so that you can start 2021 closer to your goals. Once you know your why, you have to decide to do different. You will hear me say time and time again that knowing is half the battle. So in this area, you have to really get your mind on board. Like, what is it that you need to do differently? And how are you going to do it differently? If your why is because you don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings in your family or you're worried about the judgment that's going to come from a friend, I'm going to need you to reassess those relationships. Because at a bare minimum, not that everybody has to agree 100% with what you're doing or a decision that you've made, there should be some level of support and saying, hey, you know what? I may not agree, but I do support you and I want the best for you. And if you have people in your circle who tend to do things that cause you to feel uncomfortable about elevating your life or about achieving goals, I'm going to need you to reassess those relationships too. Because I know in my circle, I want to see everybody win. And I'm always cheerleading and encouraging and trying to find ways for other people, especially in my circle, to do just that. And now that I am in a position to really elevate in my life, even more so than I've already done outside of the corporate space, I've seen and had some relationships kind of fall off because people want to stay stuck where they are. And sometimes when you are getting yourself into a better space, it forces people to look at themselves and they don't like that. So again, if you are not taking your own advice because you are worried about the criticism or lack of support or changing relationships, it's the perfect time to take a look at those and evaluate, do you really need them? 
Once you've got in touch with the root of your why, and then you decide you're going to do something different, now it's time for you to face your fear. And I'm not saying that this is going to be easy, but it is doable. And it doesn't have to be facing some dramatic fear like, I'm afraid of heights. That doesn't mean I'm about to go jump out of a plane and do skydiving, right? But what I have been afraid of is failure. What I have been afraid of is not being well-received. But I'm doing it anyway. I'm building and flying the plane at the same time. And so in order for you to get to wherever it is that you're trying to go, you're going to have to face some kind of fear. Are you going to conquer every single one? I hope so. But if not, that's okay too. I know in my marriage, I had to conquer the fear of being alone and conquer the fear of being a single parent. And it was tough. It was very, very tough. But just going through with the process of giving myself permission to actually attempt to conquer that fear made me 10 times stronger. And so I want to encourage you today to make sure that as you're broaching these fears, you're giving yourself permission to do away with them. And last but not least, I want to make sure that as you're facing these fears, get the support that you need. I have said over and over again, and I'll continue to say it, that you are not meant to do this by yourself. If you're like me and you struggled with parenting or you need to get some household help or you need a personal trainer, don't be afraid to invest in yourself and get you what you need. Everybody knows I'm a huge component and advocate of counseling and I'm a huge advocate of finding yourself a sister circle or creating that sort of circle and seeking out like-minded people. So if you need help in doing that, reach out to your girl. I'm here. I'm a DM away. Of course, as a capacity coach, I'm in a unique position where I have to walk the talk. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect at it because I am definitely not, but I work hard at it. And what I do matters. And I take it very seriously. So I'm not up here false flagging. When I'm telling you how to create balance between your personal and your professional life, these are things that I'm actually doing for myself and things that I'm actually having my clients work on. So I want you to know that. And if there are questions that you have, if there are things that I haven't covered, I want you to reach out to me and tell me, what is it that you're struggling with? Especially when it comes to creating balance between your personal and professional life and specifically around taking your own advice. I want you to tell me in social media this week, what is one piece of advice that you know you need to take of your own today? And then I want you to hashtag take my own advice so that I can follow it, okay? Now that is all that I have for you today. And I again wanna thank you so, so much for taking the time to be here and listening to me. I pray that this is helping you and that you're able to share this with a couple of other women who you know need to hear it as well. As always, you can always find me in social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Nicole underscore Roan. Make sure that you are signed up on my website for my email list because again, I will be opening up my coaching program very, very shortly and I want you to be the first to know. So head on over to NicoleRoan.com and make sure that you sign up to be on that email list. And I also want to invite you to join me for Flow Fridays. Yes, I am now going live on Facebook. I will be adding Instagram to that. But for now, 
on Fridays going live to talk about the different pillars and just going to have a couple of different guests that are on there. So I want you to make sure that you tune into that as well. And of course, as we part, I want you to know that I'm totally committed to being your capacity coach and serving you by helping you create balance between your personal and professional life without ever having to sacrifice yourself, your family, and what matters most to you. Until next week, take care, stay blessed, and stay healthy. Talk to you soon.